Uh, we're making it closer to our destination. We've been on this journey to Bethlehem over the last many weeks, last month or so, different stops along the way uh, that I hope have uh, trust have helped us understand and appreciate uh, this birth of the Lord Jesus a little bit more. And each stop, uh, we've had a theme that starts with the letter P, so there's no way we're going to break that uh, trend this morning. Uh, we've looked at prophecy and seen just some of how the words of the prophets have been fulfilled in the coming of the Christ child. Uh, we've considered the significance of um, place, the specific place that Jesus was born, the specific places that he has us now. Last week we focused on people, uh, remembering God's love and care for the different people we see around that nativity uh, scene. Um, so we're getting closer And uh, I think if there were electricity in Bethlehem at the time, we might be able to see the streetlights about now. But if you listen carefully, you may hear something. Hear it? It's there. I hear singing. You hear the singing? It's the praise. There's praise in the distance. Um, And we're going to sit in that for a few minutes this morning. In the praise we see at this coming of the King. The praise of the angels, the shepherds of Mary. Um, And I have to warn you that this type of thing can be contagious. And there's a lot going around right now. But there's also praise going around right now. Uh, It's something that keeps our toes tapping and and the more we hear this praise, the more we hear the music of the gospel, hearts filled with the Spirit respond uh, in praise. So we're going to go back and look at uh, Luke chapter 2, reading verses 8 through 20. We read most of this last week, not all of it. And uh, you can follow along with me. It's on page 857 of your Bibles if you need a reference there, 857. From Luke chapter 2. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. We can't hear it enough, can we? Praise at this message. Let's pray together. 
Lord God, this is your living and active word. Active in our hearts, in our minds, in this very moment. So Lord, we pray that you would continue this good work in us. That you would work your word into our our hearts and our lives. As it accomplishes the very purpose that you have for us. Lord, we can rest confidently on the sure foundation of your word. And you, Lord Jesus, the living word made flesh. It's in you that we rejoice and give praise. Lord, may the words of my mouth, may the meditation of our hearts in these minutes together this morning be pleasing and acceptable as an offering of praise to you in Christ's name. Amen. You know, I'm thankful for garage doors that have um, motion sensor lights that go along with them. If you keep your car in a garage, which I know in Arkansas, not everyone does. Um, but you drive in and, and the garage door opens, it closes, and the light stays on for a set period of time. But if you're collecting your things in the car and, and you wait there long enough, the light goes out and the garage is dark. And you have to sort of feel your way, hoping you remember how the garage was laid out uh, to get to the door. Or sometimes you open the door and you take a few steps and boom, the light comes back on. And you're pleasantly surprised and you can find the door. Um, think of our Christmas tree, um, Christmas tree lights that we, we have. Uh, we'll be sitting in our, in our house and, and the Christmas tree lights all of a sudden go off. And I think we have, we have these little fuses that were tripping. And so probably for our own safety, they would, they would go off and we would sit there for a while and then surprise. The lights come back on. The house rejoices. Um, you know, I'm thinking, if I'm, if I'm pleasantly surprised, you know, motion sensor lights, they always go, they turn on when you're not expecting and they turn off when you least expect them. If I'm surprised by that, uh, or when the Christmas tree lights come back on, um, just imagine the surprise of the shepherds on that night. You know, it's, it's nighttime, they're, they're camped out in the field, and they're, they're out with the sheep at this time, this is the time of year, and the sheep are having their babies, so they're out there. And surprise! I mean, the whole sky above them, every, all the space around them begins to reflect the glory of God. The radiance of God. I mean, talk about, talk about a surprise. Um, and so the angel comes with this message that the king has arrived. And then the hosts of heaven break in in praise. I mean, this night had just seriously changed for the shepherds. They'd been surprised and sort of snapped out of their evening routine with the sheep. I think sometimes, perhaps, more so in this season, in all the Advent season, the busyness that surrounds Christmas, we need to be surprised. We need to be snapped out of our routine. We need to see and hear that the light of Christ's coming is a time for praise. A time for rejoicing. Praise is the only fitting response to the news that these shepherds hear on that night. So next few minutes, we're going to consider the details of praise that we see in these verses. Um, Usually a group of people uh, when they come together, or actors are referred to as a troop. I needed a T word, so go with me here. Troop 
Um, we're going to look at troops in praise, the people in praise, a time for praise, and the different types of praise that we see in this text. Um, the first group or troop in praise is the angels. The angels who are praising God continually in heaven get an opportunity here to scare the willies out of people with the glory of God. Um, sometimes I wonder if angelic hosts get a kick out of this. Um, it's a popular form of entertainment at our house. Someone is reading quietly or playing quietly in their room and you jump into the doorway or you burst and move your hand in front of their book and so they get up screaming and they chase after you. Mission accomplished. Um, and I don't think it was the intent of the angelic hosts here to appear and, and scare the shepherds. But this is the result when the glory of God just bursts onto the scene. He's here. Relax. You're not going to die. He's here. It's a time for praise. We have very good news. The one anointed by God who sovereignly rules the nations He's come for you. Do, you. do you know what this means, shepherds? Glory to God in the highest. God's, God's grace to men deserves the highest praise from the highest places. You want to see this, shepherds? Keep watching. And the choir of angels continues on this praise in a way that only the, the shepherds can see. Seeing, seeing and, and hearing this uh, I mean, from angels, I mean, that's a terrifying experience for all human beings. I mean, do you remember John's response as he's given a glimpse into that future, into a vision? I mean, he went flat on his face before the angel. The angel says, stop that. I'm a servant just like you are. Worship God. It's the same message at Jesus' birth as it is when he brings his kingdom in full. Glory to God in the highest. Not glory to men, not glory to Mary, not glory to Joseph, not glory to Santa Claus. Glory to God in the highest. This news is of God. This birth is of God. All the praise that we can muster is to God. And the angels are going to be singing glory to God in the highest for eternity. And so they provide a glimpse for us here. So when you've just been scared out of your mind, and you've heard something that is absolutely amazing, what do you typically do? You know, John, that, uh, that angel choir was really something, wasn't it? Uh, I know it's been a long, long week uh, at work and so on, busy, things going on with the family. Why don't you just go ahead and toss another log on the fire there, and we'll, we'll get some shut-eye. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is that how you're going to respond to the angelic hosts? No way. No way. So before the shepherds get any idea to fall on their face and start to worship these angels, they disappear. And they take off as fast as their legs will carry them to find Jesus in a manger, just as the angels said. It's true, He's come. We, we weren't just dreaming this. Glory to God in the highest. So the shepherds join the angels in praise once they confirm this. This is a response for all people who receive this gift of God's grace in Jesus and believe that He has come. I mean, you're likely going to see some packages. Maybe you already have in your family. You may be, may be receiving some and giving some packages, and they may have little tags on them that say to so-and-so from 
so-and-so. The shepherds on that night and all people whom the Lord our God will call have received this gift to all people from the Creator God. All people are to rejoice in the heart of God, to respond in praise. We mentioned this last week with the coming of the Magi in Matthew chapter 2. And again, another unlikely group outside of Israel showers showers their praise before the king. And brothers and sisters, the host the host of heaven offer their praise all people everywhere who hear the music of the gospel and believe offer their praise. But this troop it's actually much bigger than this. The apostle Paul tells us in Romans chapter 8 that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption. And that freedom comes with the glory of the children of God. And that glory is the redemption of God's people. A redemption that has now arrived and is laying in a manger. So there is, there is ample reason here for all creation to give praise to Him. Psalm 148, listen to what it says. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him all His angels. Praise Him all His hosts. Praise Him sun and moon. Praise Him all you shining stars. Praise Him you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. All creation sings glory to God in the highest. Let heaven and nature sing at the coming of her King. He reverses the curse and makes all things new. I know we've got different denominational blood throwing through our veins. But if you've got an amen in there, that's okay. You can let that out right there. Um, troops in praise at the announcement of His birth. And we also observe times of praise. Um, the angels praise. The, the people praise. Because God has revealed Himself. He's revealed His plan to them. Divine revelation is a time for praise. And God reveals His power, His greatness, and all that He has made. We see His character as He reveals His heart through His Word to us. And all this revelation is a time for praise. You know, a clear morning, sunrise, clear evening, sunset, the, the night sky blanketed with stars, smell of the fresh-cut grass, or when it's cold enough and you see the that the patterns on the window that the frost makes? A time for praise. At the words, in the beginning God created, we praise. We hear the Lord Himself will give you a son. We praise. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, the very Word made flesh, we praise. The angels come with divine revelation and it's time to pray. So if you are a Christian, if you have tasted and seen and heard the goodness of God in Christ, what time for praise does that leave out? Yeah, I can't think of any either. Anytime, all the time, is a time for praise. Time for thanksgiving to the Lord. 
And we know, we know this doesn't mean we're always happy, jumping up and down with this sort of jovial, you know, skipping around attitude. Jesus promises us that in this world, you will have trouble. Okay, in the shadow of the curse, life is hard, life is painful. I mean, there are some days you couldn't put a song on your lips no matter how hard you tried. We can't leave the verse there. Remember Jesus says next? I have overcome the world. So in Christ, there is a song in our hearts that's unfading. Whether we're in want, whether we're in plenty, whether we're joyful and happy, sorrowful, in any and every circumstance, that song of God's love is ours. We've been made for a deep delight and joy in the One who's made us and everything around us. That's why Paul can say, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. As we're led by the Spirit, as we grow in the grace of God together, that joy and that delight deepens. And closely related to this, a time for praise, it's really the uncertainty and the confidence we see in this story. The shepherds who had just been scared silly by this news, they would not have grasped the fullness of it. I mean, are we dreaming? Who's going to believe us? You know, I know we're shepherds and all, but kings and lords, I mean, we're talking feather pillows and trumpets and palaces. I mean, come on, give us a break. We're not going to get in any of those places. But this Lord is different. This Savior was born in humility and poverty. So there's probably some doubt some uncertainty here for the shepherds, even as they run to verify the sign. Mary receives the message. But does she understand it all? Who really is this child? What will he be? What will our relationship be? And yet, even without all the answers, they praise. Without all the answers, we can praise. We can have confidence in the midst of fear, confusion, uncertainty, that God has come as Savior and Lord. And the uncertainty of the shepherds doesn't last. Get 2.20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. What the angel said was true. We've heard it, now we've seen it. God has done exactly what He said He would do. They give praise and glory to God. The language here tells us that this praise for the shepherds, it wasn't just, a, hey, it happened, and they went back to their, you know, doing what they were doing. They, they were praising continually, just like the angels modeled for them. Christ has come and praise with confidence in His Word to us. There's troops in praise, time for praise. Finally, we see types of praise throughout here. Um, when we think of praise, what do we think of most often? We think of music, and for good reason. Sing to the Lord a new song. And in this case, we don't know what the angel's saying in verse 3 entails. It's a word used for speaking or answering. But it's hard for us to imagine such glory offered to God by this multitude apart from song. It didn't have to be singing like we under, uh, understand that or would recognize it. But this medium of music speaks so powerfully to our hearts. 
to those around us. Remember that, that quote from Martin Luther in his foreword to Walter's hymnal. Read just the end of it here. It says, The devil flees before the sound of music almost as much as before the Word of God. So music and the song of praise should be in our hearts. It should be on our lips continually. There's some wonderful side effects to this. To a heart that, that praises. Uh, we're not as grumpy and irritable with one another. When there's a song of praise, it really never ends in our hearts. A heart of praise and contentment go together, each kind of fueling the other. I mean, true contentment is very elusive in our hearts. But the music of the gospel, it grounds us, it secures us in Christ. The longing of our hearts are satisfied. That praise and that that worship runs deeper. So there are songs of praise. We also see study as a form of praise. Again, Mary Mary pondered and reflected on the message that she had heard from these shepherds. She treasured this news, but she wanted to understand it more. Maybe you have those times when you're just you're thinking about something, you can't stop wondering what is going on. Maybe you've run into the same person three days in a row. Thinking, huh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, or you call up a friend and says, well, you know, I've I got something going on, I'll call you right back, and then you don't hear from him or her for the rest of the day. Well, you're, what's going on? Why isn't she calling me back? I need to, I need to do something? Um, there's, there's a nuance here that, that's different than worry. Okay, worry is, oh, I really hope this happens, or I hope this doesn't happen, and we sort of sit in that and stew in that. But in study, we keep, we're throwing around the what-ifs with the intention of learning more. And our praise can take this form of, of pondering, thinking it over, internalizing the gospel of Christ and its implications for us. Our faith in Christ should seek understanding. We, we study and wrestle with the truths of God's Word. We praise Him in this. Learning more about ourselves, learning more about His kingdom is an offering of praise. Another type of praise is through our service, especially the vocations that God has given to us. We give praise and glory to God by fulfilling the responsibilities of our work. Doing our service well. Which doesn't mean you're the employee of the month or student of the month or whatever, every month. Um, But it means we go about our work and and live out those roles that God has assigned with honesty and faithfulness and integrity, whether we are recognized in the eyes of men or not. Um, So you can take out the garbage, you can prepare a meal, you can clean the house, you can teach the class, you can preach a sermon... We do this to the praise and glory of God. Colossians 3 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. The angels are praying by doing what God gave them to do. A shepherd brings praise to God by being a good, honest, trustworthy shepherd. So our vocations, our service to God is 
worship, part of His redeeming work. Give praise to Him in your labor. Give praise to Him for your labor in this season of life. Final type of praise we can take away. The spreading of the message. So we give glory to God in song and study and service and spreading of the gospel. The angels did not have to tell the shepherds or give them a little Sunday school class on evangelism. They go in verse 17. Tell people what they've heard, what they've seen. They couldn't keep this to themselves. It's something we can't keep to ourselves. If the love and grace of God has captured our hearts, and we are continually in awe of what God has done, the Spirit moving in us, it's not going to be far from our lips. It shouldn't be. We should have to explain to folks why we're always singing. <laughs> what is, what's in the air? What is this aroma? You know, to use Paul's language in Corinthians. Roma of joy and confidence and peace amidst the brokenness, amidst the darkness. And this spreading of, of the message may be through direct verbal evangelism, maybe through relationships, those bridges that you're building with family, neighbors, coworkers. And maybe through your very presence. And this is always happening in, in the midst of the darkness. Simply how you interact and carry yourself, what you do or refuse to do as a disciple of Christ, that, that speaks loudly to who is your Lord, to what is your Lord. Praise God through faithful witness of His grace in our lives. So we've seen the troops in praise, the time for praise, and some different types of praise on this stop on our journey. And this journey is going to end tonight, so come back tonight if you can, as we consider the peace that comes to us uh, in Emmanuel. But I pray for myself, I pray for each of you, that at some point this season, um, you are surprised anew by the light of Christ's coming. That you're moved to praise. Maybe it's a song that you heard just playing on the piano or that we've sung. Maybe it's a picture that moves you. Or a reading. You cannot help but worship in praise. May our joy and praise at that first coming just ignite our hope and our longing for the return of our King. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Let's pray together. Lord God, may the joy and the praise that's in our hearts overflow in gratitude and thanksgiving to You. As the angels praise You before Your throne for all eternity, Lord, as we just warm up now, may You be glorified in the offering of our hearts, in the praise of our lips, in the obedience of our hands as we go from this place, closing out this year and moving into another. And should You tarry for the remainder of this day and into tomorrow, we long for Your coming, Lord Jesus. It's in Your name that we pray. Amen.